Come, Holy Spirit, come by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, thy well-beloved spouse, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. You receive every good gift from, from God, our very life, our very being. As I like to remind people, if God stopped willing to keep us in existence, we wouldn't exist. Part of those gifts that God has sent, first his Son, to suffer and die for us, and then the sending of the Holy Spirit, Jesus speaks of this today in the Gospel. He and the Father would send the Holy Spirit to lead and guide the Church into all the truth. And <clears throat> those gifts from above, well, one of them, among seven of the sacraments, those are all gifts, is the priesthood. We priests have the opportunity to put the gospel message in, in practice daily, almost. Um, well, for sure, not almost, but absolutely, in one way or another. And that love and, and mercy that God wants us to extend to others, priests, in a special way, have the ability to communicate through the sacraments God's love and mercy. And one of the ways that we do this is caring for the sick, the, the infirm and the dying, those who are departing from this life, to these individuals, especially those near death, we administer what we call the last sacraments, extreme unction, the last anointing, anointing of the sick, and confession and communion as the advocate, if people are able to receive these latter two sacraments. The sacrament of anointing is not just for people at death's door, it is for anyone who is seriously ill and in danger of death. Whenever I visit the elderly, I take people communion once a month. If they say they're not feeling well, I anoint them because they may not be around much longer. And <clears throat> for those about to die, the sacrament of anointing prepares them for immediate entry into heaven. And if it is administered to a person that is unconscious, that sacrament of anointing can also forgive mortal sins and restore a person to a state of grace as long as they have a, a general disposition of sorrow for sin. Along with the sacrament of anointing, a priest usually bestows a special blessing called the apostolic blessing which carries with it a plenary indulgence, which removes all temporal punishment for sin if the person is so disposed to receive it, only God knows that. And if the dying person is conscious, well, he or she is offered the opportunity to confess his or her sins and to receive Holy Communion, the body and blood of our Lord, as the 
as they asked for the communion, via tikkun, via way, kum, with. So Jesus will go with them from this life to the next. And I'm always so thankful when people will call me when someone is at the end of their life. And we should always try to call a priest before someone gets too bad, loses consciousness, because they may need to make a confession. This is the year, an extraordinary, extraordinary year of mercy proclaimed by Pope Francis. And I'll just say that over the years of my priestly ministry, I have had countless experiences, many very beautiful and powerful, of being a vehicle for God's mercy and forgiveness through absolution and the sacrament of penance, or the sacrament of divine mercy, as I like to call it. I'll relate here just one incident that took place recently. Um, over the past couple of weeks, we've lost a couple of parishioners at their funerals last week. One was Shirley Madrigano, another was Bill Hall. And at the funeral dinner for Shirley Madrigano, after I got back here to the rectory, I was informed that a woman had called from Louisiana to request that a priest visit her father, who was dying in a nursing home here in town and had been out of the church for 40 years, who was also divorced and remarried. And on my way over to the nursing home, and especially walking up the steps, I was praying to St. Faustina. I, uh, carry in my clergy shirt pocket crucifix that I obtained on my first trip to Rome. And it's a special crucifix. It opens on the top, I'll show you here, it unscrews, and it opens up halfway. And the idea is that you can place a relic inside. And while in the seminary I learned about Faustina Kowalska, she was a blessed man, not a saint, and I had her relic placed in the crucifix. I carry it with me, and that's so when I'm visiting someone who is maybe sick and especially near death, if they're not disposed to receive God's mercy and forgiveness, that um, maybe Faustina will intercede for them. Our Lord revealed to her that he wanted people to trust his mercy, beautiful image of divine mercy is at the back of our church, which was blessed two weeks ago on Divine Mercy Sunday, which Jesus requested that Sunday be celebrated under that title, because the gospel for that day is the institution of a sacrament of penance. Jesus tells his apostles, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them. And Jesus gave Faustina, a form of prayer we call the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, where we pray the, the rosary beads, but make invocations for the mercy of Jesus throughout. And as I walked into the room of this man, he appeared to be unconscious. He was in bed and prostrate, prostrate in bed, and his civil 
wife was present. And she told me that on a couple of occasions in, in the not too distant past, that the same daughter that had called here had called priests to come for her father. And that priests came and this man refused to see them. And that caused me some anxiety at that time. My heart sank in it because I could not in good conscience anoint him, knowing that he would be opposed to this. I can only give sacraments to people that are willing to receive them. And so I took my crucifix out of my pocket and I placed it on his chest and I invoked Faustina. I said, Faustina, please pray for this man. And I turned to the woman there and I said, can he communicate at all? And she says, well, he's been able to communicate a little bit. And I spoke his name, I called his name out and he opened his eye, just one eye, a slit in his eye. I could see he was looking at me and I was looking at him and I, I explained who I was and I said, you know, you're ending your life here on earth, my good man, and I can offer you the sacraments of anointing of the sick. Um, I said, if you can respond to me, please do so by squeezing my hand. Squeeze it once if, if your answer is affirmative. And he squeezed once. And I said, well, would you like to receive the sacrament of anointing of the sick? I got a hand squeeze. Then I said to him, well, as long as you're conscious, you would have to confess your sins. I realize that you're not able to speak right now, but we can communicate in this way. So I asked the, the, the civilly married wife to step outside the room, and I asked him some questions, and, and then asked if he was sorry for these sins. And he made a, a series of hand squeezes. Then I recited out loud on his behalf the act of contrition gave him absolution. I proceeded to administer anointing of the sick and gave him that apostolic blessing. He couldn't take communion because he wasn't able to speak or talk or swallow. But I was so thankful. I had another appointment I had to leave then, but the way there, driving, I was praying the Divine Mercy Chaplain and thanksgiving for this say, miracle of grace that this man received uh, that day. The following day, I had a phone call from his daughter. I had planned to call her, she called me first, and I explained to her what had happened, related the same story I just related to you. And she was overjoyed. She informed me that the previous day, she and other family members had been praying all day, especially over and over the Divine Mercy Chaplet for her father, that he would have a change of heart, a conversion back to Christ and repent. And I was able to share that joy with her. And one of the Psalms, the beautiful Psalm 107, verse comes to mind here. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Well, let us, in acknowledgement of, of God's goodness, of, 
of his mercy strive to put that love of Christ into action with the people that we meet. God always arranges that we have encounters in our daily lives with others at home, at work, wherever. And let us pray that we can be those vehicles of God's mercy and forgiveness to others. Let us pray that the Eucharist that we receive, if we're so disposed this morning, may help us to bring that love of Jesus to others so that we may draw them to Jesus Christ, who died for our sins, who is our Lord, our King, our Savior. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.